0: Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back with another episode with my guest co-host, Michael. Today, we're going to be talking about the Secretary of State of Tennessee named Trey Hagerty. He pled guilty to a DUI. Uh, said he wanted to accept responsibility and move on, and he appreciated the opportunity uh, of having a second chance. And uh, Michael brought up an interesting point to me the other day uh, about this situation. He said does that second chance uh, extend to everybody? But before we jump into that, I'm going to let Michael introduce himself and lay out his case for why he thinks this is something that we should even be talking about.
1: All right, it's good to be here with you guys again. Uh, I, was, I just happened to see that uh, on the news when he had made that comment that he appreciates all the, the, the comments and things that were made to him and the second chance that he's been given. And I was just wondering, do the second chances apply to all of us? You know, because do we not all deserve the second chance? I mean, uh, he said that he made a mistake, but was it a mistake
0: getting behind the wheel? I say not. Well, I mean, mistake, this bad decision, whatever you want to call it, right? He's He sounds to be regretful uh, for what he did, right? I give him that. Okay. Now, if he's regretful for what he did and he makes the changes in his life to where that wouldn't happen again, why wouldn't he uh deserve a second chance he does deserve he does deserve a second chance most most definitely
1: but does that not apply to everybody that's done something in their life something that, that, that made bad decisions you <laughs> know does it not apply
0: <laughs> well i think that what a lot of people mean when they and don't look here if anybody's got any uh disagreements with what i'm about to say uh hit me up you know what i'm saying on uh the message button on Anchor, that's if you listen to the podcast on Anchor. It's a message button on there. If you listen to it on Spotify or any other platform, they don't have a message button, so you just hit hit me up on the email at doing time with at gmail.com so that we can see what you're saying and what you think about that, because I think Michael is really interested in the public feedback on this one. Uh, so let me, let me put it like this. I think that when people talk about forgiveness, they have no problem in forgiving somebody that committed a non-violent crime, okay? Yeah. And I think that, to an extent, uh, a violent crime, right? I think what we're confusing is the number of years and a person being released and in back into society. Is that an act of forgiveness? I don't know if that's an act of forgiveness. Because if you got a person in here that's got a 50-year sentence and committed a violent crime, and that person sees and understands and accepts responsibility and has changed his or her life, they still have 50 years to do, right? So where does that second chance for them come after the 50 years, right? I think I think as far as the parole board, yeah,
1: that, that second chance comes when they let you go on parole. That does. But when you re enter society, you, you have a hard time getting a place to live. Some jobs don't want to hire. You got to pass a background check. But the crime that I committed was... 30 years ago. So when does when does that stop? When does that punishment stop for that crime? I'm not saying that, that I'm not asking or demanding forgiveness from my victims. That's their choice to want to forgive me or not or to want to move on. That is the, absolutely their choice and I'm not, I can't pressure them to do that. I had an uncle that was killed in 96 right before I committed my crime. I hope that his kids, that his three kids, my cousins are, are, are forgiven for those guys that did that, because they didn't mean what? to kill my uncle, they 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 were, they were shooting at each other, and he got caught in a crossfire. So, I would hope that they that they found that in their heart to forgive them guys and and let them move on with their life, because holding that in and holding that that that, that, that anger and resentment towards that uh, is, is 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 it's not a good thing. It eats away at you. Yeah. But again,
0: like but the question is uh, the should that forgiveness, does that forgiveness, does that second chance opportunity extend to everybody? And again, what I'm trying to say is that I believe that people confuse the opportunity of a second chance with being released. Once you're released, it's on you, right? Yeah. He has a second chance at life. Like anybody that is released or, or gets out early or, or, or whatever plea agreement they make, once you're on the streets, that second chance at life is up to you. Of course, we know all the different barriers and roadblocks that are in the way intentionally unintentionally whatever right the second chance is him saying it's him saying that i got another chance to live i got another chance to get my life together you see what i mean it's him taking the initiative and doing that not society saying here you go because you were locked up let me give you this 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 this, which would be great which would be fantastic but if society doesn't give you those things, you still have the opportunity because you're free. You're on the streets, right? To 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 start your life over or start it anew. That's what I think he's saying. I think that's where a lot of people get it confused. Yes, second chances extend to all of them. Let me, let me even expand on that. Even if you're locked up, even if you're locked up, you have a second chance to move forward to do better. Yeah. It's not about getting out Per se, before you do better. You have the opportunity to do that no matter where you're at and what condition you're in. You have to decide as a human being and saying, okay, I'm going to do better with my life. Under whatever circumstances I'm in, I'm going to do better. You know what I mean? I totally agree. And the the thing that I
1: see is that, uh, uh, give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity to do what I need to do. If I want to get out here and work, which I want to do, uh, it shouldn't say, well, you have to pass a background check to do what I do. I do HVAC. I can see you saying that I can't go work at a gun store because of my crime. I can see that, what does is, what is my crime have to do with working at McDonald's flipping a burger or something? What, what, what is wrong with me doing? How am I going to survive if you're saying, well, you have to pass a background check. We can't let you stay in this apartment complex because you have this felony. Or, I mean, what am I going to do? If I wasn't fortunate enough the way that I have my family to have a place to stay, and the friends that I have to have a job,
0: what can I do? What can I do? Well, I'll say this, man. I I totally get what you're saying. And uh, I agree with all the things that you're saying, all the grievances that people usually bring up when we talk about this situation, these circumstances. But what I will say is this, man. Try to look at it from their point of view. Somebody that's been in prison What I often tell people is that when you go to prison, you lose the benefit of the doubt, right? So when you get out of prison and you go apply for a job and you tell them, and if you're being honest, and you tell them that you were incarcerated, that benefit of the doubt that they would have extended to you, because you got to keep in mind, you go to McDonald's, them people don't know you, right? Unless you got a friend or they don't know you. But because you haven't been convicted of a crime or anything on that application, they're giving you the benefit of the doubt and saying, I can trust this person to work the cash register. I can trust this person to prepare the food. You feel what I'm saying? And, and do all the things that live up to the standards of whatever that company has for itself and this vision. But when they look at a person, rightly or wrongly, when they look at us when we get out of prison and they say, wait a minute, this person has crossed the line and become, and, 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 and was on the other side of things. He's done things outside of the rules bad enough to where he was put in prison. Look, I know it's not fair, but once you lose the benefit of the doubt, people want to know, can I trust this man working my cash flow, or this woman? Can I trust them in this job position? And that is the barrier that we have to overcome. How do you do that? You go in
1: there and you take your lead. But isn't it, it, shouldn't we be given the benefit of the doubt to say that If I'm going to apply for this job or apply for this apartment that I do want to live my life accordingly do I do want to be a productive citizen because I'm going to get a job I'm not out here hustling running the streets or whatever I'm applying for a job this is what I want to do I'm trying to
0: live right but if they keep kicking you down how are you gonna get up you stand up but okay let me answer like this let me answer it like this first of all I want you to I'm not disagreeing with I'm just trying to look at it from their side right all I would say is this, the fact that you go in there and you fill out a job application and you tell these people that you want to work for them, they don't have any clue if they can trust it. They don't know you. same situation like you said with just anybody. Just anybody out the street. Again, again, but what, what they do know is this, you've been to prison and that spooks people. 30 years ago. That spooks people. <laughs> I get it. It spooks people. It makes them uncomfortable because You look at TV, you look at uh, all of the news shows, any night you can turn on TV at any hour of the night and watch the news, and they are being uh, bombarded with all different types of things, have people running up and down the street, just shooting people, raping people, killing people. And this person that's filling out this application just came from that environment. They are terrified of that. But this person that just came from that environment is here filling out this application wanting to work. Yeah, that's what they say. (laughs) That's what they say That's what they say They want to work But that doesn't mean It's so Are you working Because you want to See they got to get to know you So they can figure out Did this person fill out This job application And come here to work Because they want to work Or because they were told to You feel what I'm saying how They got they to do? figure All of those things out And it takes time man That's what I'm saying How can they do that Without saying without giving somebody a yes
1: Without saying At least part time we'll, we'll try you out Temp service We'll try you out
0: Let's see what, how, how you pan out And then we can give you A full time job well, all I have to say is this, man. At the end of the day, and I look again, I agree with you, but all I say is this. You know, you got money behind the cash register, and you just come out the penitentiary for robbery. Are you seriously thinking them folks ain't going to be looking at you like, well, let me give him a 30-day trial. Don't put them you know behind the cash register. Well, what, put you on the French fries? Why not? You well, are not steal no see, you might, you might be, you no, might you be mad. You, you, you might be pissed you. off. You might put something in the French fries.
1: You have to explain, look. I cannot start you off doing this, but I'll start you off doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if you are serious about and this, a job, a lot of people do that. This.
0: A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. I think that for the most part, what has to happen out there is a re-education. People don't know what we go through in here. People have no idea that it, it's a lot of people in here that have changed. Mm-hmm. But they don't hear those stories. And that's one of the reasons for the podcast. They don't hear those stories, man. They see us as what they see on the news every night. So the fact that your crime happened 30 years ago, they don't want to hear that because it just happened last night to them when they turned on Channel 245 and Fox. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, so to them, it's brand new, man. Brand new. You know what I mean? And I I understand that. But at the same time, I'll say this. Yeah, it needs to be a re-education. It needs to be some kind of community involvement to where people out there can engage with those of us in here that have changed, that are trying their best to move forward in a positive and productive way before we get out so they can see, look, this is somebody I can vouch for. I say this person is ready. They don't have that. When you come out of here, who, what do you put on your resume? I worked 30 years in the Tennessee Department of Correction. Yeah, doing I, A, B,
1: and C. Yeah, but I'm doing that, but I'm not, not as a not as a so-called inmate. I'm just putting on my resume, this is what I did for these 30 yeah, years.
0: Yeah, but, but then when you put on that TDOC, <laughs> they're looking like, wait a
1: minute. I, I don't <laughs>
0: know what he got going on out there. This is a different world out here. And, and I think that, for the most part, man, if you come from privilege, um, you know, you got family that's got money, whatever the case may be, that second chance opportunity is a little easier for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 50% psychological, 50% you know, uh, physical stuff, meaning money, transportation, support, all of those types of things, right? And it is hard. And that's why a lot of people get fed up with even trying. But what I will say is that uh, the burden is on us, man. The same way the burden is always on us in here, trust and believe that the burden is going to be on you and everybody else that gets out of prison when you get out there. The burden is on you to prove to them that you're not that person. And you'll do that by taking your licks. You feel what I'm saying? By getting the door slammed in your face and then going right back and filling out another application. That is going to happen. Yeah, and I, like I said, I get it. I get it. It's not
1: for me because I have a job coming out of here. It's for those who don't, who don't and, have and, a job. And,
0: and I get that. So you be, you have to be an example for those that are coming out. You go to your job and you do a good job. You know what I'm saying? Or Start yeah. your business and you do a good job at that. And that will give people, and and more people that are out there, that are in these jobs, that are running their own businesses, that have feelings, they need to share those stories. See, that's what a lot of people don't do. They get out, they want to leave this behind, and I understand that, but they're not sharing those stories of, when I was in there and I overcame this and my my mindset is different now. They don't even want to talk about it for different reasons. Maybe they're embarrassed, maybe they're ashamed, I, I don't know why, but the public has no idea that a lot of people in here have changed. It's just the opportunities are not there. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. In a way that we could stop this thing. I had a friend the other day tell me, he said, if he knew it was this easy to do the right thing, he would have done it years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's I don't know what, I don't know why it stays like this, man. I don't know, I, I just don't know, man. I just know that people get discouraged with the doors getting slammed in their faces, and then the public the society out there, they get fed up with, well, the news said the three-time felon was just caught with five pounds of marijuana and two pounds of meth and a weapon. Mm. It's recently released. They, they're tired of hearing that, man, because in their minds, they're saying, wait a minute, if you went to this place and it is so horrible, why would you do anything to go back? They're not factoring in all of the roadblocks that a person faces out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that and, and, uh, leads them to make that decision,
1: you they know, to come to, back. They need to create more opportunities for people to be able to do the right thing. It's, 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 so, much, it's so easy to, to do the wrong thing, but, you know, they're making it so hard to do the right thing. Yeah. So if it's easier for us to do the right thing, and, and if I want to get a, 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 an apartment in a nice neighborhood that's because I don't want to be around this mess that's going on. If I want right. to get this apartment, don't right. say, well, you got this felony so we can let you live here. Right. But my thing is, I want to live here because I want
0: to leave that in the past. And I and I believe that. And, I, and I, But I've heard that from a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? But once you get out, circumstances change, and then that, that strong will, that passion that you just exhibited in your words, that fades away. And that's what, that's what scares people out there. You know what I'm saying? So, with that said... We're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap this episode up. I appreciate everybody listening. Look here, y'all. My YouTube page is up. Go check it out, Doing Time with Joe. Really uh, trying to pop some things off. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe, the crime critic. I say peace, y'all.